But it is what is up, what is good, gamers. This is Shonoff71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. Hello, everyone. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 213 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Got my partners in crime with me first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that gamer Step Daddy. What's going on? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, uh, talking about this hobby that we love, video games. It's fantastic. I love it. A bunch of bangers came out this past week, and I can't wait to talk about them. All right. Of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on? Uh, Not much, man. Just uh, enjoying this fine Monday night that we're recording. I'm trying to maximize my gaming value by not buying anything, but (laughs) see how uh, (laughs) how that works. You know, um, there were some good sales on Woot for some like obscure games, you know, and it's like I'm like looking at them like, do I really want to buy these? And it's like, oh, (laughs) usual jabroni business, unfortunately. So Mm. jabroni, sometimes the best deal is the is the item you do not buy. See, see, I'm I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. I I think you're smart for doing that. Sometimes less is more. Yep. You got it. I, I don't know about that business. So I gotta learn. <laughs> got a whole room of stuff. I need to to yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So well, as usual, our first topic on the docket as always is gonna be the playlist. So why don't we kick things off? I can't remember who started off last week or last time. Uh did anybody I think it was remember? Me. Okay. I think it was me. All right, let's kick things off with Jabroni Chief. What you been playing, bro? Okay, I'll talk about first the stuff that I've been playing by myself. By myself. I've been playing some Monster Hunter Rise, some Break Still, and not a lot much more to add other than I'm still pushing through. I'm like Master Rank 4 still. I am wanting to get a new build. I'm working towards opening up the next set that I want to kind of you know work towards unfortunately i think i need to get the master rank five to open up the particular sword that i need so so that's basically all my monster in business for the last week um also fired up oh my xbox series x Woo! it lives i don't know if i wiped the dust off of it but you know i did fire it up i downloaded some stuff i've been Mean to give some love to that good old Game Pass catalog on there. So I downloaded such nuggets like Hi-Fi Rush and uh, other items on there. I think Pentiment was on my downloads. But then what do I go and play? I play Tom Clancy's The Division, The Division 1. Yes, I wanted to pl- play that again in all its up glory on there, of course. So 
So I do own it on both platforms. I played it back in the day on the PlayStation 4, and uh, unfortunately, Ubisoft has not kicked down to upscale that for uh, PS5 owners as far as uh, running at 60 frames with all the bells and whistles. It's one of these uh, Xbox One X uh, enhanced games that play better on the Series X, and so it actually looks quite well, probably better than when I played on the PS4 originally back in the day. And so so I just kind of got the urge to play some Division. I don't know if you guys missed that game or not. I know you wouldn't miss it, Kev. I know Dez. No. I know you played quite a bit. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I miss it. I think it's a fun game. I'm waiting for the third or the third one to come out. Hopefully it'll come out soon. But until then, you know, hope springs eternal, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. They actually have new story DLC on the works for Division 2, actually. So it's like something to think about just in case. But, you know, I just hope it's not just the, you know, I hope it's about comparable to Warlords of New York because that would get me back in Division 2, at least. So uh, as far as the other game I've been playing, pretty much I've been playing a lot of Diablo 4 this past week. Um, I'm still pushing forward with my Druid build. On there, I kind of went and I respect um, based on a build um, that was available and pretty much uh, kind of you know went from more of a more melee based druid to more of a status effect druid on there, and so I was definitely just um, experimenting with that, and I've actually gotten used to uh, the kind of build that I'm running on there. So it's like uh, I'm looking for it right now just to tell you exactly what build that is. But once I find that, but I also went ahead last night and I created our barbarian as well, because I'm kind of eager to still have that kind of tanky, like up in the mix kind of gameplay. So, so I actually, based on Desmond's recommendation, I went ahead and looked at the, um, barbarian as far as i'm looking to do a whirlwind build on there for that and my druid i'm using the pack leader like you know kind of thing to where i'm bringing up a bunch of uh ravens and uh as far as other items i'm bringing up poison creeper on there and uh some using my wolves as well so kind of a lot of like you know area effects where i'm affecting like multiple enemies at one shot on there so so still enjoy it quite a bit, enjoying it quite a bit, if I could actually speak properly. Um, me and Des kind of finished off Act 1, and I keep re- repeating like some of the <laughs> Act 1 stuff with Des because he's rolling different characters, but I do not mind. I do not mind at all, as long as I get some gameplay in on there, kind of hitting some uh, you know side missions if need be, side quests. That kind of thing. You know, I, I tend to be like more of a completionist as far as these type of games. I kind of get, get out of that mindset and my, maybe do a side quest here or there, but kind of move towards in the act so I can get to the end game, kind of go from there. So so that's pretty much it. How's Diablo 4 been for you, Des? Uh, fantastic. It's a really good game. I'm really excited to play it. Um, I want to play it uh, more. I mean, I'm just... It's just such a really awesome game, and I just want to just just really I and that's why I've been playing a lot more of the um, the other builds is because there's just so much to do, and there's just so much to play in the game that it just it just feels really good to 
to just try different stuff out. And it's just, I haven't played a game like this in a while. So, um, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. Um, you can do so much different stuff and, and the game allows you to just like explore and experience, uh, different things. And I think that's what makes it so, so good. Um, is each, and I said this before, like each, each character you play has like four or five different play styles, uh, which is great because you can, um, you can just basically experience the game however you kind of want. And you actually don't even have to do the the acts in order. You can actually do them uh, separately if you're different. Like you can do two, three, one, or one, three, two. I mean, it, it really depends on on how you decide you want to to play the game. And I really I really like that. And um, I just can't you know, seeing its praises enough. I think this is a really good game and it doesn't feel like uh, they have the, the loot store and you can go in and you can take a look at whatever's there and, and decide if you want to, to mess with that stuff or not. I haven't, I, I haven't been tempted to, there hasn't been anything that has made me like, Oh my God, I gotta have it, you know? So, um, and I don't know if there ever will be, I'm probably not going to buy anything. Um, just because I don't think it's, I don't still think it's gonna. Uh, I don't think they're ever gonna have anything that's cosmetic that's really gonna, you know, make me want to buy anything. So, so I, I never, I never worry about it. So, um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. I have played every character up to the point where they get their ultimate. So now it's just picking a character to get to the end, the end with. Um, and with with um season one starting soon you know i'm kind of i'm trying to think do i need to do i need to do this do i need to um uh do i need to beat it now should i beat it during season season one um and just have that be my my uh the point at which I um, I beat the game, or or do I continue? So so it's just just certain things because I just like playing. I just like playing the game, you know. It's just it's just it, it's just a fun game. So I definitely I definitely say if you haven't if you haven't played it, you know, definitely give it a try. Um, I think it's definitely worth the money. Um, and then the last game that I've played. Uh, is Final Fantasy 16, and that game is the truth, everybody. Um, and I know uh, after I'm done, I'm gonna kick it over to Kevin because he's got a little bit further than me. But I actually really enjoy that game. I was a little, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little sad that that it, it turned into a complete a complete action RPG type of type of a game. But at the same time, um, it just works. You know, I, I think. I think that the game has enough layers to it that will keep people uh, excited to to continue to play, you know. And I think that's the that's the main thing that 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 I worry that, that I worry about is that is that is it is it going to continue? Is it going to be good enough to continue to play? Is there enough systems? And with a traditional RPG game, there is systems like that because you can you basically are able to. Uh, level up your character um 
um, and get new, uh, new 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 equipment and new stuff like that. So so there's 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 always a level of of growth in an in an RPG game, and I think that that's that's here is as well. Um, I thought that I would miss the 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 turn based or or more action turn based sort of uh, gameplay, but I really don't, and and I think it's just the way the game handles its fighting is really top notch like the way you dodge the way you um the way you parry if you if you're able to parry um and just the way you use your special moves like the button layout for it is 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 really crisp like it's really clean and the reaction time uh is just so good it's just it 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 feels good um and i i like it that you can play the game as easily or as hard as you want it you never have to uh get to the point where i'm like oh i don't want to play it like this or oh this is you know i don't i don't really like the way this is playing or or you know you can if you want you know play it with the assist mode on and i think that that's fantastic you know if you if you want to play with the assist you can they have these rings that you can attach that make the game easier if if you don't want a super challenging uh time and i think that that's that's fantastic that 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 is given to the player players have that kind of agency to do what they want with the game and i'm like i'm here for it and i think that most games should should allow that for players to have that and uh it's just a really again it's just a really good game i'm i, I think the story is is pretty interesting so far, although a bit telegraphed as to um, as to what I think is going to happen. Um, and that's fine, too. You know, um, I know a couple of people have said that it's very much a Game of Thrones type of game. And I don't think that that's a bad thing as Game of Thrones is a really good series. Um, so I kind of, you know, wonder, like, what is I, I don't know. Like, I, I would love to hear, like what what other people uh think about think about the game and and if they're really super angry about about the changes i know i know some reviewers are because they wanted that traditional final fantasy experience and that's just not what this is and i'm totally fine with that um because like i never got into devil may cry i never got into those type of those type of games so to have a final fantasy game with this sort of uh this sort of kind of gameplay uh really works um i know some people were complaining that it's a fairly uh it's a fairly linear story and i think that's fine you know we don't have to have i don't think a story needs to have a tons of twists and turns and all this other stuff and you know it could be relatively you know, straightforward and 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 have the and meet meet interesting characters that tell you tell an interesting tale. Like I think that's fine, and I think that's more than I, I think games can 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 definitely do that. I know that a lot of the game is is you're you're walking you're walking and you get to an area and then you have a a fight and you can walk around and fight and pick stuff up and then and then it goes into a cutscene, you know, and then you tells you what's going on and then you break out of that and then you fight someone else and then you go into a cutscene. So I think it really plays out like a, it really plays out like a story, like a, like an actual, almost like movie. 
Um, and I think the graphics are top notch. I, I just think it's a really good game. And and this is definitely one that I'm going to uh, complete. Um, so I, I I can't sing its praises enough. Um, Kev, what are your thoughts about Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, I've 16, been really, sorry. Yeah. 16. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah I, um, I think it's fantastic. It's probably, it's definitely the best game I've played this year. Um, and it's going to find a place on my favorite of all time. I'm predicting. I don't know how it's going to fit on that pantheon or where it's going to fall, but I'm finding layer upon layer because you. I I love action games. It's, it's my favorite genre. And when you give me a, a layered system of options that I can do in combat. That's what I really I, I love pulling out the the most out of these action games, or at least the most that my my current skill skill ability will allow me to pull out. Um, and the story is fantastic. The characters are in depth, and as you progress, your character changes not only in his abilities, but he's seeing the world. Uh, through the eyes of other people who are the same as him, but they have a slightly different perspective on what's going on, and I won't go any further than that. And he's starting to see the world from from their eyes as well, outside of just being, you know, in his in his situation uh, per and se. In his kind of bubble, you know? that yeah, that there are other that there are people that out there that are willing to help, and this is like a first for him because that you know ain't nobody ain't nobody helping his kind. That's been his experience, and he's seeing a different different types of people are willing to uh, now. Some do it because they expect something in return. But it's not, you know, a it's not a, a taking advantage situation. And I think he's kind of seeing the world a little bit differently from that. It's just a, it, it is a fantastic game. And when you start adding a different icons to your skill set or icon abilities to your skill set. The combo potential just just skyrockets and. I'm going to be spending a whole lot of time just mixing and matching icon abilities and seeing how seeing how much I can extract from the system, the combat systems in this game. It, it, it I mean, it, it, it's it's just it's just fantastic. You can uh, from the main hub. You have the option to do like an action mode, an action mode where you can play key fights from all the levels that you've already passed. Which I really like that. Like yeah. I like that you're able to do that, and you can and you can look at look it over again and see how what what better you could do it, or yeah. how it can change up. Yeah, it, it's just an absolutely just it, it is so well made. That that game is so well made. Um, and 
I'm not really concerned about, and I don't think people, it's not as if the turn-based has gone away. I mean, there's Octopath Traveler out there. There's prior Final Fantasy games out there. There are new uh, JRPGs and uh, I guess even some Western RPGs that are turn-based. So that style of play has not gone anywhere, but we're they're at the 16th Final Fantasy, right? You have to it, you have to inject some changes, and some of these changes are going to have to be great in order before before you start falling into staleness. Now, my experience with Final Fantasy started with seven, and I skipped a bunch of the uh, a. a I like I never played nine, never played ten or ten two. Uh, I didn't get back into it until four uh, until fourteen. You know the uh, the often maligned boy band <laughs> Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, and I absolutely loved it. So fifteen, oh fifteen, yeah, Sorry. yeah fifteen, yeah yeah uh, yeah fifteen, and I absolutely loved it. So. I, I think folks just, you know, if if that is, you know, well, that's not my Final Fantasy. It's like, yeah, I, I can I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but that type of game still exists under the Square Enix banner. So I don't see where the vim and vigor from the mechanics change comes from. You know, but you now if I had been the kind of person who has been who has been playing this series from say one or two, maybe I'd have a different perspective. But I even still, I don't think I would because I'm an action guy, action game guy. You know, through and through, it's my favorite genre. So whenever, whenever I see a game move towards the action, uh, move into the action lane, I'm I'm. I'm 100% interested in seeing what they do. And the fact that you've got the guy that is, you know, responsible for the combat systems in the Devil May Cry series involved in this game, uh, that's one of the reasons why these systems work and mesh so well and still have that Final Fantasy layer. There's elementals, there's, there's even statuses that, built into the combat so when people say no it's not a final fantasy game yeah it is you got chocobos you got status effects you got magic it's there it's just implemented in a way that you're probably not used to and and again that's fine you do a lot more with the chocobos you do a lot more with the chocobos too in this one so it's like i think this is more of a final fantasy game than 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 a final fantasy game has been in a while Mm. So, I mean, they have, they can, there's always the older Final Fantasy games, you know, there's always those, there's always these new Square Enix joints that are coming, that are going to be, that are, that are coming out, that have already dropped, that are, that will give you that turn-based feel, that, that turn, that need for the, that, for that genre, if that's what you're looking for. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's, it, it's not oh the the sky is falling like some people are are trying to play it out to be, uh, but again I'm an action freak so 
you know, you turn a you turn anything into an action game. If it, I'll I'll probably play it. <laughs> yeah, I had hoped that Joe. Had, I would hope that Joe was going to play it, but he wasn't able to yet. So, but hopefully he'll play it and give a review about his thoughts uh, for the next episode. Yeah. I mean, I own it. It's not like um, I was playing Fortnite or something. I was playing other stuff, so. He's playing Fortnite. Don't don't lie. <laughs> he loves his graphics. I love I love the floss dance. That's that's really. Oh wait. He, he does it in the bathroom before he goes to bed. Yeah, I actually do floss before I go to bed, but not not the <laughs> floss dance. But you know, my dental hygiene has nothing to do with this show, so I guess. But uh, awkward. But everything to do with Fortnite, huh? You got it. <laughs> cool. Well, what else have you been playing, uh, Kev? Oh, um, I thought I thought Joe was gonna was gonna move on to the second. I usually go last. Um, yeah. No, no, I already kicked I it done. over to Des. And oh, you were done. I, you. Yeah, okay. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. All right. Well, the only the other other game I've been playing was Street Fighter Six, but I didn't get a chance to really get too into it because my hitbox broke, mm. or rather my Victrix uh, hitbox style controller broke. You were hitting and it too not, hard. No, if 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 I broke that thing by hitting it too hard, I must be the Hulk because that thing is <laughs> made out of aluminum, metal and aluminum. It, it, it's it's. It's one of the best built controllers that I that I've that you know as far as construction goes that I've ever seen. Um, it's probably why it costs so much. But uh, the, are you thinking about getting a new one when we uh, when we go to Evo? No, I'm I'm I I have a um, I have a replacement um, extended warranty that I that I oh, called perfect. in. So basically, what I have what it is is the connection for the USB C. Uh, connector and the port that's in the controller that port is loose i don't know how that happened uh i think it might have come from the factory that way because i know i didn't do anything to cause it and what happens is as it as just playing the controller there's going to be slight vibrations and changes and as you play as i'm playing that port moves and it breaks connection between uh, the controller and and the console. And like if there there were times like if I now I can I could quote unquote work with it if I adjust the 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 cord in a certain way and wrap it around the you know the cord uh, I don't know what you call it the the things that you can wrap the cord around when you're storing it, but. It's like, nah, I paid too much money for this controller for that to to do workarounds for mm-hmm. something that's a manufacturer's uh, default. So I packed that thing up and I mailed it out. So I'm going to be getting a um, a gift card for the value of the for my purchase value uh, of the controller. And once I get that, I'm just going to get another one. Uh, so, but it, it it's. I, I think it's a fluke because you know Victrix is a high quality. Their 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 high end stuff is is it's it's top notch. I I can't find when I was doing my research, I could not find anybody who could fault who was faulting Victrix on 
their their the quality of their of their products. So um, I have no I have no qualms about getting another one. But unfortunately, my my Street Fighter Six uh, journey is on a temporary hiatus until I get a new controller. <laughs> so I don't blame you. Yeah. You know, it's when you have something that that works really well. You know, mm. it's got to be a pain in the butt to be like. Ugh. What I probably will do is when we get to Evo, if I don't know if the vendor is there, will be there or not. But if they have the snack box, I will definitely pick one of those up. Mm. Um, I've been eyeballing those for a minute, and. Um, yeah, if they have, if 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 the vendor or somebody selling them is there, I'll definitely uh, snag one of those. It's basically another. It is a uh, hitbox style controller, but what's neat about it is that it is truly portable. It'll literally literally fit in your pocket. Oh wow! And it has um, micro switches for the buttons, so the buttons have a really low profile. So it makes you know like. Um, uh, if you're going to two and one a special into a super move, it makes uh, sliding your fingers from one from uh, the motions for the from the special to the super even easier uh, than your typical hitbox. And speaking of hitbox, they're still waiting for them to come out for a a hitbox controller that is truly compatible with the current uh, systems. I mean, it, it, the hitbox will work with the PS5, but because it's a PS4 and PC controller, it will it only has the modes that are on PS4. So it, it you know there you can't you can't jump into a chat when you're using the hitbox controller, and that that's the one of the reasons why I moved to the Victrix one because. It just didn't have, and it, it, it even even then it it didn't have a jack for your uh, uh, headphones for some reason. I thought that was odd, but they're supposed to be working on a on a PS5 variant. But I, it's been th- it's the system's been out almost three years now, and <laughs> they haven't yeah. they're still selling their old version of it. So, but that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been uh, been up to this week in my gaming world. So that said, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket. And that is the Vessel Line. So I right, Des, take it away. All righty. So we got a couple of uh, uh, conversation topics that came up on our vessel line. As always, we love it when folks uh, come into our Discord and have conversations, ask questions, and give feedback about what we've been talking about on the on the show. So if you want to join our uh, Discord, uh, just wait till the end, and Kev will let you know how. Um, okay. So the first thing. Uh, is uh, John BT who uh, had a little bit of information had had a um, a comment about Nintendo and their hardware. He says, "I know there's a lot of criticism towards Nintendo for not upgrading their hardware, but with about 50 hours logged into Tears of the Kingdom, I have to say that the game is a technical masterpiece. When you teleport or die in Breath of the Wild, you get 20 seconds loading, and uh, Tears of the Kingdom has like three to four seconds." But if you're doing anything in-game, there's absolutely no loading. This video is perfect example 
of going from the sky world to the main world uh, to depths, which are all full-size world maps with no loading uh, transitions at all. If you're interested to see that video, join our Discord, and you can see uh, what he's talking about. Also, this game is just so good. Just skip Breath of the Wild and move on to Tears. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've heard that um, Tears of the Kingdom is still fantastic. It's, it's a really good game, but I do think that they have created a game that looks good on 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 that system with within its limitations. And um, and I think just because they're loading it from a cart probably helps helps with the loading times as well. So uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I still have yet to play it. And I just hope that uh, at some point I will get around to uh, doing it, um, you know, to playing that that game. And I. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to Breath of the Wild. I just, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I'm glad that you're actually uh, enjoying it with 50 hours, you know, logged in. I hope you're actually like playing the game and not just making weird contraptions like everyone else on the internet. So, so <laughs> I'd love to hear your, um, I'd love to hear how you've, how you progressed. So, and then we got a couple of conversation, a uh, c- couple of comments uh, regarding Final Fantasy 16. So uh, Ace Black says, um, I have to say Final Fantasy 16 may not be as traditional as some people say, but they definitely brought in their Devil May Cry roots into the gameplay. And I have definitely agree, Ace Black. I, I'll never. Uh, it was funny. We were um, I was playing the game the, the day it was released I, I or the next the day after I was playing the game and I was going through the the opening because there's like an opening you know, kind of prologue before you get to the, the the splash screen, which says it. So, which says like the title and everything, and uh, and it was just really epic. And so I get this message in the upper right hand corner: "This game is amazing," and it's from Ace Black. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I responded after I you know got to a a, a a cool down point. I was like, you know, yes, it really is. It really is. So, and then. Uh, uh, lastly, we have uh, information. We have a comment from Goonie who actually asks a question at the end. So uh, I'm interested to hear what uh, my co-hosts have to say about it. But Goonie says, I'm playing through Final Fantasy 16 right now and thoroughly enjoying it. But I'm surprised how linear the story focus, how story focused it is. Sorry, how linear and story focused it is. I was expecting Square Enix to follow more of an open, semi-open world format, given how popular that has become. But the story is uh, is told, and the areas slash zones are laid out. It feels very much like a traditional Final Fantasy. Despite the cutting-edge graphics and action combat, that aspect of the game has made the nostalgia hit hard. So, uh, so my question is, what modern AAA titles have gotten you to reminisce about games you played back in the day? So that's a pretty good question. Um, I know Joe, since Joe's played a ton of games, and um, I can only imagine what AAA games uh, has gotten you reminiscing about games you played back in the day. Uh, well, you know, obviously, you know, even though I haven't played it too much, I did play the beta that Street Fighter Six kind of brings back that whole 90s, like, you know, 1v1 fighting business yeah, anytime i go back and i would would you guys consider street fighter 6 to be triple a i would say so right oh yeah it's definitely triple yeah i'd agree oh yeah yeah you know even though i know kof is probably not you know king of fighters 15 is probably not triple a 
in and of itself by itself, but yeah. Not anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but uh, that, um, of course, uh, Fantasy Star um, Online 2 New Genesis, even though I don't know if you want to consider that AAA either, but, you know, obviously playing games like that. Monster Hunter World brings me back to, like, that whole, like, you know, four-player uh, Fantasy Star Online business on there, you know, so that is also something that's kind of in the wheelhouse, uh, something from way back on there. Of course, you know, Nintendo's always, like, kind of going back in the well and kind of stirring up those nostalgia feelings, especially with, you know, games like Metroid Dread, you know, latest Mario games, of course, Super Mario Odyssey. Wonder. On there. No, I'm talking about Odyssey, because Odyssey is a 3D. Um, yeah, but I'm talking about Wonder. Like, when I was looking at the pictures of the new Mario, uh, seeing the videos of the new Mario, it got me it got me really thinking about the original Mario games, you know, and yeah. and the Super Mario Bros. and how they're able to basically keep reinventing that game. You know, that's that's crazy to me how how they're able to keep reinventing that specific game and adding new coats of paints and adding this and adding that to it. Like it's it's pretty bananas. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't really care for like a lot of the new Super Mario Brothers games, the ones that initially started on the DS and moved on the Wii and Wii U and that kind of thing. But you could kind of see with the art direction with Wonder that they're kind of pushing forward with uh, some of the vibes like from Super Mario Brothers 2, which, you know, basically it was a whole different game. And, and Nintendo hasn't gone back to that well that much, you know, so. Not in a while. Yeah, for sure. On there. So that's, that'd be it for me. I mean, pretty much, you know, and then obviously all the AAA games nowadays kind of stir upon like, you know iterations from games from 10 years ago but those are not going back 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 in the day or anything like that but you know of course you know you got you know games that kind of try to bring forth the old 80s arcade style on there but i would not consider those triple a for sure so definitely not yeah how about you kev uh well since it's what i what i've been playing most of Final Fantasy 16 reminds me of some of the older Square Enix games that I thoroughly enjoyed, namely ActRaiser. And oh wow! The reason I say that is because the music in there, are the 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 soundtrack for a game really can really set a tone. One of the things that really grabbed me about uh, the first ActRaiser, I didn't really like the second one all that much. Um, I mean, I thought it was okay, but it, it didn't hit as hard as as the first one. But one of the things that that really struck me was that the the orchestral sound to the sound to that soundtrack really made you feel like you were I'm in this to 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 save people. It gave you it gave you a uh, hero hype mm. and. Final Fantasy 16, the soundtrack in that game definitely makes you feel like a hero. Uh, when you're doing those boss battles and uh, uh, that 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 orc that orchestra pipes up, and it's particularly when you get into like the uh, the, the the bridge of the primary battle tune, 
and you do something like a dodge or you do a you do a uh, uh, a a just parry and time slows down and then you just start wailing on your opponent it it really puts you into the mood of i okay i'm here to i'm here to right wrongs kick butt take names it really it it makes you it pulls you into the role of being a hero, and and hero is not exactly what what Clive is is trying to be, but that's the that's the effect that a quality soundtrack will give you. It really draws you into not only the story of the game, but also the gaming moments, and it it just makes you all that more engrossed in what's going on. So um, I really got um, Act Razor vibes from the uh, from the soundtrack of uh, Final Fantasy 16. Listening to it, particularly during during those battle moments or those uh, fights. Awesome. I mean, and I have to agree with you, 100. percent I think that the music in that game is just so like chef's kiss like i really think that it is just just mm, really good really good and uh again i really wish i really i I really wish you uh was uh had played it but um i can't wait to hear what you're thinking about the music i think the music is is very top-notch and it makes me it makes me kind of reminiscent of uh dragon's dogma and i really kind of want um I want to play Dragon's Dogma, you know, after after playing this game. Um just because of the way it looks and the and the fantasy aspect of it and everything just makes me just want to play Dragon's Dogma, you know, because I think Dragon's Dogma is a game that that had that that sort of there's a there's a level of grandiose you know, storytelling that is happening in this sort of uh, classical uh, Eurocentric um, fantasy that that they're capturing with that 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 just the look, the browns, the color schemes. Um, I think Sid is a fantastic character. Uh, in the game, I, I thought I wouldn't like him, but I really grew to like his character, you know, and he just, I don't know, it just, when you, if you haven't played the game, um, you're really missing out. Um, and that game has made me really feel like there is a, there are certain games that, that just are, or are, are certain types of games that are are missing you know there's this sort of like classical high fantasy sort of sort of stuff you know and, and of course it's it's final fantasy so like the backdrop is is you know war and you know slaves and this and that and um so that made me really really um want uh Dragon's Dogma. It also made me want uh, uh, the second Dragon Age, Dragon Age Two. 
Um, I know this is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but I thought Dragon Age 2 was fantastic. And I thought it was better than the first game because of the action that it added to it. And it made it more of an action type of game with push-pause type stuff. I really liked the second one. I think the second one is a fantastic game. And this made me think of, of, of that game. I love the ways that you were able to weave your your melee combat with your magic. I think that is fantastic, you know, and just when Kevin tells me, Hey, you know, there's going to be some more stuff coming. Um, you just scratch the surface of it. It makes me like, Oh damn. Like I really want to play this now. Like I want to, I want to see what that is, you know, because I knew it was coming, but I trust Kevin's, um, opinion when it comes to these type of games you know these these very combo uh centric type uh type games um and i'm just i think those two titles really really spring to mind when i think of uh uh final fantasy 16 if i'm looking at a triple a game that has made me reminisce about uh games i've played back in the day um i definitely think when i play final fantasy 16 it's those two games that i really uh really think about um one system or one game type that i really would have liked to have gotten and i think that we're we're in in need of desperately is uh a really good platformer um i haven't really seen a good platformer from a triple a title from a triple a company in a long time since like uh uh ratchet and clank came out um and that's been like five five years ago so four or five years ago and i haven't we haven't seen anything yet to really really kind of make me like oh this is this is like the second coming of platformers you know and i really hope that there is a uh a platform platformer resurgence coming so that it's not relocated to uh double a or 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 indie type of of um of developers like I, I i really hope that that comes out you know and when i say platformer i'm talking about like a full-on 3d classic platformer in the vein of like sly cooper and jack daxter and stuff like that like i i really hope that we're able to get something like that soon. Um, so, again, want to say thank you so much to uh, to Ace Black, Goonie, and John BT for coming in and and giving us uh, and commenting on our vessel line and in our Discord. We really love it uh, when when we're able to uh, comment on on what's going on on our discord and like i said before if you if you want to learn how to join stay till the end you know and uh and you know what follows the vessel line in the main event the jabroni gaming news all right thank you des you're welcome joe all right good deal uh first thing we want to talk about on the jabroni gaming news is the most recent nintendo direct so nintendo kind of brought out 
uh, some E3, not E3 related business. So after all the gum, summer games fest business, after all the PlayStation and Microsoft game showcase stuff and all the other stuff, Nintendo said, hey, remember me? It's a me, <laughs> Nintendo. So yeah, yep, they came, pretty much. came out and pretty much talked about that. So I am not going to cover everything that was shown, but uh, kind of do a quick kind of uh, recap on there. Uh, me and Des did watch this together, you know, after I kind of like watched it on my phone while I was trying to work, you know, emphasis <laughs> on trying to work, you know, so. Yeah, he's earning the earning them dollars. And you cents. got it, you know, I'm multitasking. I'm the multitasking master over here, so. So, uh, they let off the show with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. So um, it is the hidden treasure of Area Zero DLC. So and pretty much uh, looked like they had a couple of uh, motifs for that, like a futuristic like uh, water level on there, and also yep. a, like a feudal Japan looking business. And both me and Desmond were commenting the fact that will actually run properly. Yeah, you know? it looks great. No, I'm serious. Yeah. It looks great. You know, Pokemon designs, you know, very rarely do they ever miss. So I'm like, okay, you know, this looks this looks great on paper. How's it going to look when we actually, like, <laughs> play it in a game? And I know it's going to be bad. I just know it's going to look terrible. So. <laughs> well, I'll have to see. I mean, I have to maybe check to see, see as far as what's the latest status of the patch. And, you know, hopefully maybe by this time this DLC is done, they maybe have patched the game up to its completion. And maybe I could get a, a card or a game cart with, uh, you know, the game and the DLC all in one, one fell swoop. So I think, you know, it's like I'll keep an eye on this. I think you probably will too, right, Des? Right, Joe. All right, so yeah, uh, so both DLCs. One is the part one's Teal Mask. The second one is the Indigo Disc. But you know, the Teal Mask is going to be released in autumn, and the Indigo Disc it will be out in winter. So, so that kind of confirms there's no new Pokemon game coming out at least this year. Mainline Pokemon they need to kind of take a break and kind of patch those games up. So. Okay, and then also shown, um, of course, uh, Sonic Superstars was shown. You know, the new 2D side-scroller is coming to Switch. You know, it's coming to every platform known to man. Uh, one thing I kind of looked at and saw after this uh, announcement was that this game is 60 bucks. Does that Sonic Superstars screams out to you 60 bucks to you, Kev? No. Yeah. It doesn't, and that's really unfortunate to hear. I would have. That's. I would. I wouldn't. I would not have minded paying that for Sonic Frontiers. Even even with its technical hiccups, because I think what they were trying to accomplish with that with Sonic Frontiers, in comparison to the prior 3D Sonic games that have come out was just leaps and bounds ahead of what they'd all of of what they were able to accomplish in in prior titles. But this, no, it's it it is not worth sixty dollars. Well it does have four player not couch co op, but yeah, it's just like Oh, it's not uh, even online? No. It says oh. uh, the game is too fast for online play. So basically it is only 
four player, but four player couch co-op only no. on there. So no, 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 no. Yeah, it's coming out for everything on known demand. So it's PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, and PC. And it's like we commented last episode, the episode before, it's being co-developed by Arzest, which is the same developer that did Balan Wonderworld. So if you remember that game on there, so. So no Yuji Naka in this his house, but uh, they still are working with that development group on here. So I'll definitely take a uh, definite look at that. So and another thing that was kind of shown was um, Persona 5 Tactica, which was initially announced at the Xbox showcase on there. So we got to see a little bit more details on that. On there, that is coming out in November and basically is coming out for everything known to man. It's coming out for Switch, PlayStation pl- platforms, Xbox, of course, and PC on there. So, and, uh, you know, it's coming out in November on there. If you want to own it physically and not rely on Games Pass, there you go. You have it. So, so you know, I'm Kev, I don't think you're going to delve into this. Have you checked any of the Persona 5 side project games? Are you pretty much uh, kind of a miss with it? No, I'm I'm a mainline Persona player. Uh, tactics, I don't like tactics, tactics games. They take forever to play, uh, you know, one scenario. At least in my brief experience with, with the genre, so I, I'm I'm just not really interested in in the the the, the game style. Well, not the style, but the gameplay uh, that a tactics that this tactics game is going to bring. Um, and I, I honestly think, uh, well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't know if I kind of feel like they're milking five a bit much right now. Um, we had Persona Five. Oh, we had then we had a Persona Five style uh, uh, um, uh, dancing game. Dancing game. Then we had the uh, the the you know one million troops style game that was that oh, that came out. Yeah. Strikers. And now we've and we've got the tactics. And, and I mean I get it. You want to put miles on. You want to put miles on your IP. And extrapolate the you know maximum return on on investment, but I'm kind of ready for. And then they had Royal, and the thing I didn't I I couldn't get behind. That's why I couldn't get behind Royal was because it's not considered actual canon. And now we have this, and it's like okay, I'm ready for y'all to count to six now. I'm ready. I'm ready for the six for the for Persona Six. So I'm sure that I'm sure that game is being worked on at some level. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of done with the side projects because as much as I wanted to like uh, Scramble, it, it really didn't play all that good. It didn't. It's not the Muso was lackluster, and trying to combine that with the actual Persona attacks, they didn't implement those two systems very well at all. I really wanted to like that game. Are you Strikers? You mean Strikers? 
Yeah, strike. Okay. What did I say? Uh, uh, scramble, yeah. I think you scramble. said. Scramble. I, I think, think that's what it was supposed to be called before it came out, but what is the it's the Musso style one that 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 uh, that really that I was really hoping would be great and it it, it wasn't. Actually, yeah, it's kind of odd. I just looked it up right now, but it's called Persona 5 Scramble in Japan. It's called Strikers in the West on here. It's the full title in the game in Japan is Persona 5 Scramble the Phantom Strikers. So okay, okay. so you know you you weren't off on your. Um, calling it scramble on there, mm. so, so well, we'll have to see. I just hope Atlas kind of moves on the different stuff. You know, we already seen with the uh, new project they announced on the Xbox stage, um, as far as the Refantasio game on there. So I'm just hoping some for some different stuff. There's also rumored, even though it wasn't covered in this direct, that they are releasing like a uh, version of Shimigami Tensei 5 for PlayStation at least. So mm. we'll have to see if that is finally unveiled and whatnot but uh, also shown in nintendo direct something that maybe caught dez's eye a bit you know when i was watching and i kind of was interested as well this game called myth force from aspire on here and I, you know i didn't never heard of this game prior to what was shown on the direct but i guess this has been a game that's been in development kind of takes the art style of a 80s like you know classic saturday morning cartoon uh with very leanings to like thundar and and he-man on there and kind of makes it sound like four-player like mashup like you know action brawler it looks like on there so it's, it is a roguelike adventure but uh kind of dig the motif on here so that game is not just coming out for switch it's also coming out for steam epic uh, xbox and playstation so it is coming out on all platforms so des i mean what's your overall impression is this something you might want to try once it is out yeah it looks good i'll definitely be trying it now, four did you... player four player online co-op and a saturday morning cartoon style aesthetic sign me up are you do you know this game kev or were you able to check this particular trailer out I saw it for for a minute. I thought it was uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the uh, cartoon. Yeah, uh, for those that remember motif, that yeah. from the from the eighties. I'm curious to see how it'll play, but it's on the Switch. Oh, it's coming out for everything though. So. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I might have to check it out on on a more robust uh, hardware. Because I I, I kind of see a game like that uh, going through the through the flip book. For sure. Uh, one thing that they did bust out and uh, came kind of out of the blue, but you know we've when me and Des first peeped, it's like oh there's another Pokemon game, but uh, the Detective Pikachu is coming back to the Switch platform. So so after the original 3DS adventure back in 2019, Pokemon Company is busting out with a new title on here detective pikachu returns it's coming out on october 6th so uh, i you know i love the fact that they're doing different things with the pokemon license i'm not sure if i'm there day one i don't know if you're there day one either does nope um it looks it does not look it doesn't look um i don't know it, it just doesn't look like a a triple a title you know it looks kind of looks kind of janky you know <laughs> i think it's kind of i mean hey it's cool that it's that it's you know pikachu and you know hey but it doesn't it doesn't look 
I don't know. It's a, it just it looks old. You know, the, yeah. the graphics just don't look like new. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and not all graphics need to look new, but but um, I think that uh, the Switch kind of it kind of rests on their laurels sometimes when they um, when they drop when they drop games like this. So, you know, I definitely think that they're like hoping that people will 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 see Detective Pikachu and they'll be like, oh, I remember that. Wasn't there a movie? Yeah, there was. That was. Oh, I remember that. Let's go play, you know, and it's like, OK, you know, <laughs> seriously, that's what I think it that's what I think it amounts to to them sometimes, you know, um, will yes, it be a good game? I hope so. Um, the, the, the sad thing about this game is I wish that it was um, going to be cheaper, but, you know, it's going to be like a $60, $60 full price game. And I just don't think it's worth that much. Yeah, I was looking right now. So I was going to add it's a uh, forty nine ninety nine this game. So it's 50 yeah, bucks. Like, yeah, it's a full price game, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I mean, hey, if you like Detective Pikachu and you want more of the same, this game is for you. If Nintendo kept the two system approach versus just putting everything on the Switch, I think this would would definitely have been on the portable side of the fence. It oh yeah, been on, on a DS, 3DS, whatever sequel to 3DS, they might have busted out. So most definitely, yeah. But the next game they showed was kind of out of the blue, but there was kind of rumor prior to the Direct that there was going to be a Super Nintendo remake on this Direct, and the rumors were indeed true, and it is the uh, remake of SNES Classic Super Mario RPG on there. So this is coming out in October, it looks like here, or November, I think, on there, and uh, it Definitely looks like a up version of the prior Super Nintendo game on here. And, uh, you know, it looks quite nice on there. You know, I know I've played the game back in the day, but I have not played it since the SNES days. So it's just like uh, I was kind of overall impressed with the art style and everything of the refresh that they've done to it. You know, um, you know, I, and this is a 60 buck game though. So it's like, I'm not sure if, uh, after knowing it's that price, whether it's a day one get or whether it's something you maybe wait, wait for a sale kind of situation on here. What's your overall impressions of it does. I'm going to buy it. You're going to buy it. You know, day oh one? yeah. Uh, I've never played the game and I have wanted to play it for, for forever. Um, Square Enix, it's it, it it's like a Nintendo property with Square Enix. The game, it's it's a game that I've always wanted to play, and I've had the I've had the uh, opportunity to emulate it a bunch of times, um, but it just never felt like um, it it never felt like a I don't want to say it never felt like a true you know game, but it never really it never really ran. Well, whenever I've emulated it and I just I just want to play it, you know, it's just one of those games that I just really want to play. So, yeah, I'm going to buy this day one and I, I just really want to play it. So yeah, one, one thing it just that really was... it, it, when I saw it, I was just like, finally, you know, I just it really was a, a finally type of situation. You know, like in my mind, I was like, CZ Peniston, you know, finally, it's coming to switch. Anyway, I'm very happy for it. Yeah, I'm getting I, it too. Are you cool? Yeah, I, I played that, on the Super Nintendo, and, I, and it, it's one of those, it's one of those games that, 
You know how I don't like turn base? It's one of those games that are the exception to that rule. Because it's it's more interactive. It's like yeah. an interactive game than yeah. I don't know. It's like it is turn it is turn based, but it just feels like it's much more of an interactive kind of turn based game. I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah, one hundred percent getting it. I know the composer too is coming back to do remixes, and, and they're actually working on. Uh, she's uh, coming back to work on the game, so so they've That's gotten fantastic. some of the the original developers at Square to work on the project. So so it's definitely something I think uh, Nintendo fans are kind of looking forward to, and it's kind of one of the big surprises of the direct. So they also kind of showed glimpses of a couple of games that they're going to bring out next year. There is a Princess Peach platformer of, of some sort. They have not announced any title for it, but it's uh, based on a uh, theater stage where she's going to have some sort of transformative powers on there, more details on that. And, of course, another uh, D- 3DS port, the Luigi's Mansion 2 uh, Dark Moon is coming out for Switch on there. So, so. Yet again, you know, Nintendo working their back catalog as much as they can kind of fill in the gaps on here. So, um, you know, I'll briefly mention, but uh, I don't know why this is on the stage, but they're bringing Batman Arkham Trilogy out for the Switch. And I could be like so disinterested, not even funny as far as (laughs) that's concerned. So, uh, You know, knowing what's happened, they're bringing it out uh, physically, but basically only one of the games is on the card. The other two games are via a download code. So it's like, Mm -hmm. come on, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, thank you. Can you squeeze all that goodness on a a Nilla wafer? Nope, I guess not. Nope. That's a a negatory, good buddy. Yeah, it's a negatory indeed. So. You know, we're going to poo-poo, but I guess the eight-year-olds don't want to play a Batman game, have at it, even though More it's power to for mature, you know, so. More power to them. If they want to play those Batman games, knock yourselves out, kids. Yeah. Uh, next thing caught my eye, at least, um, there's this uh, new game from Exceed from Marvelous called Silent Hope. So this is an action RPG. It stars seven warriors that happen to be muted for whatever reason that they cannot speak on there. And so that's the plot line of them trying to obviously regain their power of speech on there. Kind of had some Rune Factory vibes a bit to it and uh, looked pretty cool. You know, and there's a nice physical coming out from Exceed, of course, because they do, you know, break out all the goodies for an affordable price. So. Uh, kind of got me kind of looking at. It. I know it's also coming on Steam too, so if I actually want to run it on a capable platform, <laughs> you can. I know I can buy it for Steam if I want to via PC, but uh, if I want all the goodies, I guess I'll get it on the Switch. But you know, what's your overall thoughts? I thought I really liked the art style of this game, Des, and I think it might be a day one. So cool! I'll have to play at your house. Play at my house, though. You're kind of indifferent about it. Yeah, got it. Okay, and then the next thing that kind of caught my eye a little bit was uh, the new Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince on here. So as you well know, kind of Dragon Quest Monsters has had a spotty history in the U.S. with localized titles from Square Enix. So in the Japanese Direct, this is actually Dragon Quest Monsters 3, but since... They've been kind of just really so sporadic about bringing some titles, uh, these titles over to the Western 
markets is that they just decided to go with a Dark Prince subtitle on there. And they had an actual different trailer uh, for the game uh, on the Japanese Direct versus the U.S. Direct or the Western Direct, if you should say so. So, you know, in this game, basically, there's some sort of uh, interaction with the plotline of uh, Dragon Quest Four on there as well. It features Pissarro, a demon prince, on there. And, uh, of course, this game has more of a, you know, monster collecting uh, aspect to it. And you could go in and catch them all on there. You know, obviously, picking up the uh, whole roster of monsters that are available in this particular game and so you could actually uh, do some uh, fusing as well some synthesis between uh, different monsters to kind of create new monsters on there but you can unlock up to 500 monsters on there including some series favorites on there so i just uh you know i really want to kind of take a look at this game i'm kind of there day one because i enjoy pokemon i've had enjoyed it in the past but i love dragon quest i enjoy dragon quest and i'm kind of looking forward to playing a good monster collecting game i haven't played one a good one in a while so um, uh, how do you feel about des yeah same thing i'm probably going to get it day one um i really like the fact that you can uh breed these monsters and make different types i think that's a really cool uh, really cool thing to do in in Dragon Quest. So I really just think it's going to be a fun a fun little game. You know, I'm really really interested in it. I was, you know, I like I've always liked the character designs Kira Toyama, and so I'm just like I'm like I'm there. I don't know if it's day one. I'll kind of step. I'll kind of roll that back, but I most likely will be picking it up. <clears throat> now if it's got a, like a really cool, you know, uh steelbook maybe <laughs> but uh no <laughs> but um you know as, it looks fun as it as it seems like as of late it's just you're lucky to even get a physical release much less a steelbook or anything else so it's just been kind of touch and go with certain games on uh there, so. yeah you know so, and i think that's one of the horrible things about about it is 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 because some of the games are you never really know you know what you're going to get <laughs> I started digging into at least a little bit of the um, back catalog for Dragon Quest Monsters, and there is Dragon Quest Monsters 2 that came out for 3DS in Japan that does have a fan translation, so I started, like, you know, rubbing that chin, thinking, hmm, this might mm-hmm. be worthy of a play if need be, especially since someone has taken the time to translate the full ROM into English on there, so on there so maybe maybe i'll buy the japanese physical to say i truly own this game i'm going to play it on my 3ds <laughs> so mm. so you know a lot of the people ah, i'll just pirate but you know it's what it is so <laughs> and uh i'll just briefly cover pikmin for any of us interested i am not no one else uh, no. is <laughs> okay <laughs> All know, right, the, but, the concept of Pikmin seems like it would be fun, but I, I don't. Uh, I actually no. played played quite a bit of Pikmin in the past. I mean, I played quite a bit of Pikmin one and two. Uh, my ex-wife happened to be a fan. I'm not, that's not why I'm not interested in Pikmin four. It's just I I dabble in it and then I get bored. You know, yeah, it's like it's oh, like oh, a, Oh, look, there's Doritos or like, you know, there's an Energizer battery. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not... it's like it's like lemmings, you know. Yeah. It, you know, if you like those, if you like the kind of like 
overlord type games where you have your minions and you're walking around and doing stuff uh you know that, that are not too challenging and and kind of you know cutesy then there you go um for me i never really i just never really got into it yeah you know? i liked overlord overlord was a lot of fun i didn't play the yeah. second one but the first one was pretty dope yeah that's a, like a pretty cool minion game so you know mm. they actually look like gremlins you know so yeah yeah <laughs> Or ghoulies, if you remember that 80s classic ghoulies, you know, straight mm-hmm. out the toilet bowl. So. But uh, also shown was confirmation that the, the Switch platform is getting Metal Gear Solid uh, Master Collection Volume 1 with all three Metal Gear Solid titles on there, along with a lot of other little doodads, including the NES versions of Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge and the... Uh, MSX versions of Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 on there, so it seems like uh, it's a pretty good collection on there that I don't need to buy on Switch. I'll buy on another platform if I said interested, so I'm glad, glad that at least they have confirmation. There's a rumor right now there was like key art shown for Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 2, which has included a version of Metal Gear Solid 4, which has only been released for the PlayStation 3, so... You know, it's kind of crazy to think uh, that uh, they do have a version of that game that's going to be included on the Master Collection 2, Volume 2, that they might bring out next year on that. So, so we'll have to see. Um, I know you guys are kind of mid on Metal Gear Solid itself. The original game is pretty cool, but it might be something to where I've already owned these games on other platforms. So for me, I could either buy the collection or buy it and go look at my back catalog and play it on a prior platform, a console that I might own these games on anyway. So, and then next game that was interesting to me, at least, I don't know if to any of you two, you could pipe up if you want, but uh, Star Ocean Second Story R. So uh, I've dabbled in the Star Ocean series for off and on. But this is basically Star Ocean 2. Um, it is basically coming out for PlayStation, Switch, and I am there day one. I love the art style. It looks like a retro uh, kind of uh, pixel art aesthetic with uh, uh, like kind of a layers of, of different uh, graphics on top. It's really hard. You know, I would definitely say watch the trailer, but if you're a JRPG fan... Um, I'm just looking at that game like, oh my god, this game looks so damn good. So, yeah, I started looking at the physical and saw that and Square Enix was selling like a collector's edition for two hundred dollars with a like seventy-page art book and these acrylic standees, which I have no idea why that is the latest trend for collector's edition. So I will not be buying that collector's edition <laughs> for two hundred bucks. Yeah. It's like, what's what's the deal? It's like either statues or uh, those acrylic standees. You know, it's like, come on, give me a break. Give me a damn still book and a, and a thick, you know, hardbound art book, for God's sake. <laughs> Get it. I think either of you, I think, Des, you, are you interested in Star Ocean Second Story? Or probably not. Right? I don't know. You know, I've never really got into the Star Ocean series as a whole. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, hey. Maybe stranger things have happened, so who knows? I might, I might get into it. Yeah, it kind of has a similar vein to Tales on here, so and so it's like a definite action RPG, more emphasis on the action than menu combat on there. So you're like controlling 
one character and then your other characters are running macros in the background so so definitely something to take a look and then last couple games that kind of uh, rounded out this direct warioware move it on here so there's a new warioware game this is more apt to more mini game than the prior game that was released for a switch and looks kind of zany and kind of nuts with joy-con a lot of joy-con action looks like so some party games included in here including a four-player mode on there so i know des you're kind of looking at that going hmm you have that i love curious. my party games and no. having a, a a warrior game i haven't played a proper wario game in a very long time and they are so good oh my god they're so silly so I might have to. I might have to pick it up. Might not be like day one, but I might have to pick it up. Yeah, I'm kind of interested too. I, you know, out of the WarioWare games, I really enjoyed like the uh, 3D, not the 3DS, the original um, uh, Game Boy Advance WarioWare um, original micro mini games from back in the day, and then every subsequent version of managed to pick it up and dabble in that kind of thing because I think just. The creativity, all these like you know, like five to ten second like mini games are just nuts on there. So, so and then they ended the direct with uh, as alluded to prior in this episode, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So it's a new 2D Mario platformer with you know a kind of a different art style, a little bit better in my opinion art style on there. It looks like there looks like they've worked on implementing some sort of character design and. Um, kind of a motif the soundtrack was you know kind of crazy and there's some of the flowers and the little enemies talked and so i'm not sure if i'm all down with that you know but uh, <laughs> i don't know if it's going to come with a little tab of acid so you can really trip you know so. <laughs> maybe with all the edibles now out nowadays you could yeah. really pop some true blue super mario brothers mushrooms and play mm. super mario brothers wonder and have at it so just make sure there's no fentanyl in that business. So. But uh, there is a canna- would- there is a cannabis shop on my way to work that has uh, oh. Mario brother Mario uh, smoking a blunt underneath a piranha plant. They're both high. The, yeah. piranha, the piranha plant is, is. I think it's got a contact for Mario. <laughs> I saw that driving past. I was just, I started rolling. That's, that, that that's, that's at Clinton and West. I know exactly yeah. where that's at. So silly. <laughs> My gosh. I'm going to get a contact guy just driving by the damn place. <laughs> wow. Something. But the art is good, though. It, it uh, I know. Really. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about at the uh, smoke shop or yeah. in the game? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, on the wall. It's on the wall. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, what else? You know, they should have like, uh, you know, Chronic the Hedgehog, you know, on the back. <laughs> now that's a game I'd play. Instead of going really fast, you go really slow. Do 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 do. Like, what's the rush, guys? Yeah. So no, Super Mario Brothers Wonder does look excellent. The it whole does. like Elephant Mario, I don't know about all that business, but <laughs> if I want to get high and all this like you know craziness, you know, I think it's gonna bring some creative gameplay in the mix. So, are you there? I'm day one for Super Mario Brothers Wonder. How about you guys? But yeah, yeah. probably. It looks like yeah. a really good game. Yeah. So we'll 
I'll have to see about that once that comes out in October. You know, we'll all buy it and not play it or something. But I never forget when it when the when the thing when the trailer hit. I was like, they're not remaking Super Mario's again, right? Because like it seems like it was just kind of like two, and they kind of do a remix of it. And then, like, I started to see what was going on, and I was like, oh, see, someone on there been to the been to the smoke shop making this game. <laughs> You know, we got pipes that are moving now and talking flowers. <laughs> you know, did did what kind of mushrooms is Mario eating? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I thought marijuana was illegal in Japan. Maybe so. not. Maybe not, buddy. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but yeah. Definitely they're having some fun with it, so we're having fun with it as well, so. But uh, that was Super Nintendo Direct in a nutshell. So overall grade, I'd consider it like a B plus in my book. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought what they showed was really good. So I'm, yeah, I give it a, I give it a solid B. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff was was already shown, but I mean that's the problem with with stuff like this is is if you're like you run the risk of someone else kind of I don't want to say scooping you, but but um, if it's already come out, it's kind of hard to get super excited for something because it's like, oh, that's cool. Next, you know. Yeah, and the whole sizzle reels as far as oh, this game's coming out, this game's coming out. It's like okay, just dance, all right. It's like, you know. Yeah, I was like, nah. Like when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm you kind of have to maybe get everything that was shown that's coming out for Switch on this uh, direct and show it just in case, like, you know, someone's not watching every event and that kind of thing to know that mm-hmm. a game's coming out for Switch. So totally yeah. understand why it's there. But, you know, at the same time, when we're, like, you know, digesting all the content, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to find some games, you know, that are not in our wheelhouse, like, you know, Batman Arkham Asylum coming out 10 years later for nintendo platforms it's like come on but they'll make their money that's for sure so Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was good because to be honest i only look for nintendo to give me nintendo games and uh, we're getting wonder we're getting mario super mario rpg remake uh, we're getting another um, or a remake of uh, what is that? Luigi's Haunted Mansion Two, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion Two. Luigi's Two, yeah. So that's the type of stuff that I'm that I go to a Nintendo Direct to see, because uh, ain't nobody playing. You know, if, if a third party game is also available on other platforms, most folks are going to be playing it there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's like, just be honest. Unless yeah. it's only available on Switch, yeah, then uh, yeah. then people are going to be playing it there. But ain't nobody playing any third party games on Switch if they have other options available to them. That yeah. is one hundred percent accurate. Maybe Vampire Survivors, you know, but you know, what is that game anyway? So. No, you're going to play that on your PC. Well, I mean. Unless you have a Steam Deck, but I guess, but most most likely, Vampire Survivors is going to come to other 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 um consoles. It's going to come to other um uh, consoles anyway. So yeah, well, it's out on Switch. It's coming out for Switch. In the, See, in the there fall. you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, next news item I have. Uh, I'll cover it briefly, but uh, there's a little outrage from people not knowing how Diablo 4's seasons work. So. 
Um, one thing that was basically discussed is that season one for Diablo is coming out in a few weeks on there, but a lot of people don't understand that Diablo's seasons require you to create a new character on there. So there was a lot of outrage within the community. I spent so much time creating my character and doing this. Why do I have to create a new character for the season? Blah, 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 blah. So, you know. A lot of outrage on there. So this is a quote hmm. from Rod Ferguson, which is the franchise general manager for Diablo. It says, to take part in the seasonal quest line, mechanic, season journey, and battle pass, you will need to create a new seasonal character. Playing campaign with seasonal characters will also progress the season journey and battle pass. So, you know, so some people are just like, why do I have to do this? I want to play with the character I created to begin with. So. That's so, not how you play the game, people. I, I know. I hate, to, uh, I hate to say it, but <laughs> that's that has been from day one. That has been from the jump. I know. It's how Diablo, Diablo three. Yeah, like Diablo that, three has worked that, you know, so no. so these are some of the responses on Twitter. It says to be honest as a new player, I don't see myself grinding like this again. If I have to start from scratch for season one, I'm likely done maining Diablo. I know there's a ton of people in the same boat. I care about my current character. I just say fuck it if I lost him. <laughs> so, so it's not that uh, deep, people. I know. Another quote. <laughs> this is not going to resonate well with a lot of more casual players. You're turning off a large percentage of the player base. Consider making okay. a non-seasonal tier for the battle pass. Who, who, for those who don't want to reset every few months, not everyone has the will or desire to grind endlessly. So. Okay. Not really grinding though. Yeah, you're just playing the season, so. I don't know. And you're doing your seasonal activities, so I don't know. I mean, I kind of get where they're coming from because you know, if I wanted to just play my one, you know, druid and main with my druid, but I think Diablo Four in itself has there's enough playground to play with different characters and different play styles within that same character group where you know you should be not looking at just dedicating your time towards one character and kind of looking for different ways to play the game you know so mm. so it's funny to see the outrage out there i figured it'd be funny to discuss it at least but i mean we, i mean i, I don't want to like fully minimize what they're saying but at the same time i'm like this is kind of you know what what the game is you know i i don't know it's like this has been day one uh, from three. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, part of me is just like, this is kind of how it's been. So I don't know why, why people are bugging now. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to create a new character for ah, this. I don't definitely. know about you, Des. I'm definitely oh, going to be there. You know. I am. I like the game. Like I don't mind playing through it. Through. The game is not long, people. You know. <laughs> Seriously, you can burn through all this stuff. You know, relatively fast. So I don't know. I just think people just need to chill. Got it. Speaking of needing to chill, uh, there's a lot of banter going back and forth. The FTC has a hearing with Microsoft, and they're talking about the old Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard business on here. And, of course, a lot of juicy nuggets, a lot of people up on the witness stand, all this business. So 
And I'm not going to cover everything that was discussed, but there was a lot of like kind of craziness with the news uh, coming out and the kind of, you know, um, industry secrets on here. Ooh. So, yeah. So um, out of the, all the nuggets, uh, you know, uh, so, so far, um, Xbox Vice President Sarah Bond, she testified in court that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick demanded special treatment. Not special here. treatment. Yes. <laughs> yes. They basically came in and said, we're going to blackmail your ass. We're not going to bring out Call of Duty for Xbox Series X or S unless we get a favorable revenue share. And they off basically wound up bending and, and kowtowing to Activision's demands on here. So. So and and they also explain Sarah Bond explained in court that they explained that the platform holder gave Activision this new share because it had players whose expectations we wanted to meet. We still want to have Call of Duty on the on the on the platform. And they also admitted that that uh, on certain occasions that Microsoft will allow an 80-20 revenue split uh, only when they believe it's critical for them to negotiate with companies to get specific content. So yeah, they have in the past allowed more of a revenue to go towards the developer's way if need be, if they want to obtain those exclusives. So on here. So, and they talked about too, that, uh, that Sarah Bond revealed that Xbox was working on a dedicated version of Xbox cloud gaming separate from Game Pass Ultimate, but because of the operational costs, they basically just made partnerships with other cloud gaming services instead on here. So right now there's no PlayStation. Jim Ryan has not made his deposition yet. There is a video deposition that will drop manana tomorrow. But, uh, you know, they're talking about at least showing emails and that kind of thing that... uh, that he stated, according to his internal email, that the uh, Xbox exclusivity play and the acquisition of Activision Blizzard is not that big of a deal on here. But we'll have to see what he actually has testified and what comes out on here. But uh, they also stated that, according to the court docs, that the uh, anticipated launch for PlayStation 6 and, and the new Xbox consoles is going to come out in 2028. On here, um, it's also was stated that uh, that if the merger does occur, that PlayStation will not share development kits with uh, Microsoft, obviously, or Activision to give them access to the PlayStation 6 ahead of time. Hunter, why would you want to do that? But you know, you know, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to all this, but I have uh, not been. You know. Just for the sheer fact that it just seems very silly to me. Well, they had, uh, I know later on, later in the day, another thing broke from the shenanigans going on in courts that uh, the reason why the Series X was in short supply was because uh, Uncle Phil decided that it was a better business proposition to allocate more of those chipsets to cloud functionality than it was for their console. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all that business. Yeah, that came out like today. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that came out today too, which is kind of nuts. But also too, they a lot of stuff with Bethesda. Uh, once they acquired Bethesda and Zenimax, um, 
the Indiana Jones games that Indiana Jones game that they were working on, Bethesda was working on, was originally supposed to come out for all platforms, but they decided because of the fact that they acquired it and that you know Sony is basically shoehorning Spider-Man for their platform and their platform only that they wanted their own Disney property for themselves on Xbox platforms, and so they did eventually go and make that um, a Xbox and PC exclusive for Indiana Jones. And, you know, I don't know if I'm really, I think Spider-Man as an IP has a lot more clout than Indiana Jones, in my opinion, but I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, they uh, were offered Spider-Man. Marvel went to Xbox first. And they turned it down. So... They ain't got nobody to blame for themselves for not having access to Spider-Man. You know what? They could have had Spider-Man as a console exclusive because Marvel went to Xbox first. They said, no, we want to concentrate on our own IPs. I think it's great. I think it's great that they're doing it. They need to do more shit like this. Seriously. They need to do more. This is is how you become... (laughs) This is how you become competitive. Okay, you wanna you wanna shove Spider-Man down our throats? Fine. We got Indiana Jones. It's probably not gonna be a superior game, but at least but at least it brings more value to to their system. <laughs> yeah, and they talked about too that uh, there isn't some emails shown, but basically the reason why they acquired Bethesda is that they were fearful because of the exclusivity of Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. That PlayStation was going to get the exclusive for Starfield as well. And so they saw that and they just basically got out the pocketbook and they bought Bethesda. So smart. Get it. I know. So a lot of people in Bethesda themselves, you know, it's kind of funny, but there were some emails unveiled today that they were kind of confused. And and this came from Pete Hines, the um, vice president of Bethesda, because of the fact with the act. Activision Blizzard acquisition. They were stating that Call of Duty was going to remain on all platforms, and they're wondering well, why can't we bring out our games for all platforms? And so and this is kind of funny to see these internal emails kind of questioning them, questioning Xbox and the leadership at Xbox because of that reason. So on here, they're saying that they might get a lot of business at the, from journalists and asking why are your games going to be exclusive for Xbox. When in fact, you know, Active Activision, and when you guys acquire them eventually, Call of Duty's coming out for everything. So they're kind. Of... Well, didn't didn't one of uh, the internal emails reveal that one of the reasons for the for uh, them wanting to do this was to put PlayStation out of business? Yeah, uh, there was an internal yeah. email from Matt Booty of all people <laughs> Matt saying Booty, so aptly named. <laughs> back in 2019, they said that they don't want. PlayStation to become the Disney of gaming and that they're willing to, uh, at that point, invest five to six billion dollars to be able to acquire studios and uh, basically kind of shoehorn and and get get them out out of the market by, you know, basically spending, outspending uh, Sony to push them out so they can keep it all for themselves. So I mean, this is... Definitely. It's just competition. It's what they should be doing, you know. So, you know, they do have the money to do that, you know. So, well, they've got the money to do that, but that is also that 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 that's monopolization. That's what yeah. they're trying to do. 
that's yeah. monopolization and they don't deserve they don't deserve to 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 be able to do that if you that's like uh general motors saying well gosh we're we're not selling enough cars so what we're going to do is we're going to buy up all of the resources across the globe and <laughs> yeah. make them exclusive to our automotive brands that's not how you do business just because just because you have the pocketbook to do that, that's not how you do business. That's, that's one of the of reasons why too, it's so. a lack of creativity. It it is it is everything that Steve Jobs said about Microsoft in the past year and a half. Well, actually, much longer than that. We have seen everything he had claimed Microsoft is and was to be a hundred percent true. They have no creativity. They have no ability to create to even to make things to to do things that are even remotely appealing on the level that that other in, uh, companies in that same field are able to do. They're good at spreadsheets and Word docs, and that's where they made their and and op, an operating system. Well, that depends on who you ask as, as to whether or not they're good or not. But that's where they got their money. And really, it, it's kind of sort of where they really need to stay. You can't you can't have the company, and I would say this for PlayStation or Nintendo or whomever. You can't you can't say, well, because I can't compete, I'm going to buy the stadium and I'm going to buy the uniforms. I'm going to buy the equipment. So now you guys have to I, I, I'm going to be the world champion every year because I own everything. <laughs> this is what Microsoft is trying is trying to do with this Activision acquisition. And if they get Activision, they'll go for Ubisoft and then they'll go for EA and then they'll go for whomever it is in an attempt to literally squeeze the competition out of the field. Meanwhile, your competition has actually been putting out games, making a name for themselves, screwing up big time two generations ago, almost going out of the business because they were losing so much money, got their act together, recovered, started making deals, talking to developers, building relationships, and now they're number one. They put in the work. Microsoft doesn't want to put in the work. They want to buy it. And I, I hope that this deal falls flat on its face. It probably won't because money talks and BS walks. But I really would like to see this deal fall flat on its flat on its face. And it would hopefully it would force Xbox to either shit or get off the pot with regard to this console. You, are you either are you going to play in the game and put in the work? to build market share, to build your fan base back, to win those people back to your platform, are you just going to pack it in and be a third-party publisher, which is what I think they really, really, really want to do, well, and just put everything in the clouds and just, you know, step aside and let somebody else come in and compete. They're dying to be on other platforms. They want to be on PlayStation. They feel like if they're putting their product, it was in the Phil Spencer statement when he was on the stand uh, last Friday, indicating that if they're bringing Minecraft Dungeons on competing consoles, they're basically allowing Sony to get 
uh, 30% of that profit to be able to use against them and, and basically use that against the Xbox brand by ex securing exclusives. So, you know, if, if you don't like them getting your 30%, don't bring the game out on the platform then. I mean, if you're really dying, but you want to make that money from bringing the game out. So it's like, okay, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So... It is just, it's just yeah. weird. It, it, yeah, it's it's just weird. Phil was adamant during the FTC lawyer, uh, as far as from the uh, FTC, saying that, you know, mark my words, you know, I'm swearing under oath that Call of Duty will not be, you know, excluded from any other platform. Of course know, so. it will. If they can get away with it, of course it will. Yeah. We'll of course that. it will. And of course, because other... they know that the console without Call of Duty is at a severe disadvantage, even though none of us may care about it. Yeah, it, it, it a console without access to Call of Duty or a platform without access to Call of Duty is at a severe disadvantage. There's a couple other things that came out that Microsoft had um, inklings and basically internal emails. They wanted to buy Sega back in 2020. And according to the emails that were revealed is that they wanted to get it and they want to put all the games on Games Pass. Anything that was multi-platform previously, they would allow to be on those platforms. But any new games would launch with ex subscription exclusivity on Games Pass. So based on their thinking at the time when they were getting their proposal together. So Damn. Can you imagine that? Yeah. So that's what they're Can you imagine thinking. that? They had, they, had, they had a list of different companies they were thinking about acquiring, including Supergiant, Niantic, Bungie, which ironically will happen to be bought by uh, by PlayStation, IO Interactive, and Thunderful. So the, the, those see? are the companies mm. on their acquisition wish list on here. So The sad thing about that, the saddest thing about that is on paper, that would have looked so cool right for them to have all that and then to use that as their like we got all these you know bomb ass games we got all this we got all this it's fantastic whoop de woo whoop de woo whatever you know but then you see like you fast forward three years and now you see what they've done with what they with the with the with with with, with the studios they've bought and you see what happened, so I'm just kind of like, fall. yeah. I'm just kind of like, I'm see, I'm glad that they didn't rare didn't buy those because <laughs> if this is the type of st stuff that we would have gotten, because like at first I'm thinking, oh damn, could you imagine? You know, I, I mean, if 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 Sega's games came out for this, and I'd have like, oh damn, you know, I might okay, th this might have changed my mind, but then. You know, that was in 2020. Now we're in 2023, and it's like, you know. Well, you, you know. Nothing. We wouldn't have got nothing. Yeah, nothing. Xbox has not put a ring on it, but they'd definitely be fucking. So, excuse my French, but you know, it is well, what it is. On, so I think they're trying to. See, I yeah, think I the, know. Problem, the problem is, is, is they just ain't got, I don't know why, but they just don't have the balls to come out there or the or whatever. They just don't got the, the to be like, look. Look, this is Xbox only. If you want to yeah. play it, buy an Xbox. You know, they they I don't know why they just don't do that. It's like they don't want to compete. 
you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's like they want to like <laughs> hold hands and sing Kumbaya. We're gonna, you know, for for all the gamers. And then and uh, like, in the background, you know, sure as hell they're wanting to like basically crush their competition. So guess what? You just do things in a different way. You don't be all Kumbaya <laughs> on on the forefront mm-hmm. to compete for God's sake, you know? So it's just it's just bad. It's just it's just bad. It's just, it's kind of funny is that they want to do one thing, but do other things at the same time. Well, no, they're, they're saying two things, you know, yeah. they're, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth and that's, you know, and if you're a good businessman, that's what you do. But the problem is you got to start making, you got to start making stuff, stuff happen. Because if you're going to talk out of both sides of, of, of your mouth, you got to start producing. And if you can't produce, then why are you even talking, you yeah. know? Because because then you're just then you're just bold faced lying. And it's like, why would we want to talk to you if you're just going to straight up bold faced lie? You know, I'll cap it off with one last email I saw. It was kind of interesting that they were talking about allowing Fallout 76 on PlayStation now. So this is coming from Phil Spencer himself on there. It says, I'm fine with Fallout 76 on PlayStation now. Um, We don't have the amount of users to keep this game from being profitable this is what he's saying is obviously the game started rough team stays focused on improving and finding a larger audience feels that we either need to get this thing up to 10 million users across all platforms or decide to move on on from it and if you believe playstation now can support it gaining relevance then i'm supportive but what he's saying that my point about sharing conversations about deals is i want our collective capability to negotiate with platforms to be realized when Activision or EA come to Xbox to push for better financials on our platform, they do not do this title by title. They come with us with their full slate and basically say that uh, they will hold back support for Xbox across the portfolio if we don't negotiate on their full portfolio on here. So they do not allow us to say if we want to support Call of Duty and Diablo and forget about Tony Hawk and Crash Bandicoot as an example. So I d- I don't want any platform, Sony included, to be able to pick us apart title by title. They want to be able to negotiate by their full p- portfolio on there to leverage and get better financial <laughs> negotiations the, with other platforms. So, But they painted themselves into that corner yeah. because they wanted to be the Netflix of gaming. And they're going to – they know that in order for this thing to be profitable – you got to lowball that that catalog of games that you want will pay you this much when they know that they could get much more money from people actually going to the digital stores to GameStop to Best Buy and actually buying the damn games. That's that makes, what this boils down to. Yeah, it makes me sad about Xbox because it's like I see the physical presence at stores and it's like it's all just. I feel it's all a big facade. It's just kind of odd, you know? It's just like, who buys any physical games on Xbox? It's like, I wish there was some value to the platform where I felt um, like I would walk into a store and actually buy a game off the shelf because of the fact that it's just it's so devalued compared to other platforms, you know? I'll buy a physical game on PlayStation because, you know, it's just I feel like, you know, curating my own collection my physical collection of games it's like and it's like microsoft are not even considering that and it's like uh, our service and our service only and everything kind of else takes a back seat you know so that's including why including quality 
Yeah, I just don't, you know, just I, I wish Xbox meant something like the Xbox 360, you know, back at launch. And I remember being super excited for grabbing a 360. I didn't even want a PlayStation 3 at the time, you know, and the original Xbox, same. It's like I felt, you know, I felt Xbox was bringing something new to the table, but they, they kind of lost the plot. and They, have they had that heat. They yeah. had that heat. That's the problem. They ain't got yeah. no heat. Yeah. You know, they they thought they thought they had so much more uh, brand loyalty than they actually did. And I I feel sad for them. You know, they thought, oh, you know, we're going to give we're going to give all this stuff and it's going to be fantastic. And it just wasn't what you were selling. People were not buying. And for whatever reason, you're being they're being stubborn. Stop it. It's, it's time for them to go. And, and you know, call me a fanboy if you want to. I'm not. But it's – and the reason I say it's time for them to go is because with every with every year that Xbox continues to falter further and further means that PlayStation has less of an incentive to continue to do what they do. Mm-hmm. That's why. Because business is going to business. And if business can make that same profit or greater by kind of slacking off, you know, we saw in in this so-called E3, you know, PlayStation uh, showcase, eh, we're not going to show you what you really want to see, even though we know that they're working on stuff. Eh, And still, still... You know, Xbox having the momentum, they completely fumble it by not showing us what we wanted to see. It's time for them to it's time for them to go. It really it. And I again, like I've said multiple times before, I don't know which company could come in and and actually compete. And I don't know, and there's probably even fewer companies that would even want to try because of the amount of money it would cost. I think Amazon, I I think Amazon would have been a good contender had they been been serious about it. But um, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, they talked about in the FTC hearings about both Amazon and Google that they just don't want to make the monetary investment to be able to do, yeah. you know, triple A titles. That's why, you know, let alone put out hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. And that's it for that. So we are kind of uh, saying about that. And, you know, I happen to be browsing Twitter and this same guy that's talking about where the CEO's at in the air and that kind of thing. On here, Uh, this is a tweet from Florian Mueller from Foss Patents on Twitter, and this is the quote: "This map shows how cowardly it is of Jim Ryan not to show up in person. About 30 minutes by car from Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide headquarters to the courthouse where the FTC uh, hearing is at right now. He could get there in two hours riding by bike." This is the same wow. flight time from Seattle to SFO so that Jim Ryan could actually get on the bike and ride down to the courthouse in San Francisco and be able to participate in person at the hearing. But he's giving a video deposition. And, of course, this guy is saying how cowardly he is, of course, mm. not to show up in person. So oh, he, he is busy. Yeah. 
Why don't you yeah. put that much effort in getting them to make Redfall a decent, uh, uh, at least run decently? Uh, 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 this is this guy's shtick, though. Yeah, uh, you know, I and still we're, funny, though. we're seeing we're seeing all the you know the Trump University Twitter attorneys uh, put you know put forth their best legal anal- anal- analysis of what's going on. And it's like you know what. You know, and the don't you comment, guys have? Oh no, you don't have any games to play. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> this guy bad. is followed, followed on Twitter by both Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg. Surprise, surprise! Talking about like, oh, this Sony executive's flying in the air. He must be flying to talk to you know the European. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you ain't got none to play. You got it. This is so. what happens. And I have one last news nugget, and we'll close it out on here. Uh, there was um, some statements about Perfect Dark. So Perfect Dark is still in its gestation, of course. Microsoft's been working on the franchise reboot since 2018, but according to a story by IGN, uh, that the game's troubled development cycle has worked on it across three different studios on here right now in charge of the game is Crystal Dynamics but it first went off to the initiative which was supposed to be Microsoft's like quadruple A studio but that they basically just had nothing but setbacks on here and a That's bunch sad. of uh, leaders have left back in 2022 uh, but they said that basically Crystal Dynamics came in to co-develop the game, but they basically wound up basically steering the ship. So mm. that's sad. What, uh, yeah, wasn't this supposed to be quadruple A, uh, quadruple A studio? Yeah, supposedly so. But. <laughs> Sources described that Perfect Dark is now a Unreal Five engine game, a narrative focus F. Full person, you know, FPS mixing combat and espionage with spy gadgets and some experimental movement tech on there. It's moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, but basically um, that it's not going to be out until at least 2025, maybe 2026. Oh, so. there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess so, I don't know. Keep on. They're, they're used to waiting. That's okay. They're used to it now. Yeah. According to them, they said that all the bumps in the road and the hiccups that the uh, now they have hit their rhythm on the game and they are you know getting gaining momentum. So we'll have to see what happens, but it's yeah. not coming out anytime soon. So there you yeah. go. Well, I'm happy for them. <laughs> that is the Jabroni Gaming News. We had tons of FTC business and the directs and whatnot, but hopefully you guys are satiated by all those news nuggets. All right. Mm. <laughs> All those jabroni nuggets. Jabroni nuggets. nuggets. After the show, I'm going to go. Oh, never mind. No. Oh, gosh. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Don't. TMI. Well, folks, game nights take place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. When it's just when we get together with our with people that listen to our show, folks that are active on our Discord, we jump in and we play games. You don't even need necessarily have to be playing games. You can be doing whatever as long as you can connect to Discord. You can connect to us and just hang out, uh, and we just just enjoy each other's company that way. So you might be asking, well, how do I get a how do we get a how do I become a part of this uh, zaniness that's going on? 
Well, it's easy. You just hop on over to Twitter and hit us up there at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Go to our Twitter page, click the Discord link, and you're in. There is no waiting period. There is no uh, Patreon tier to uh, pay for. None of that stuff. You just click the link, you're in. We're assuming that you're going to be a good person who just likes to talk and discuss video games and could do without the, the usual ridiculousness that takes place on much larger social media platforms. So if that sounds like something that you'd like to do and uh, interact with people with varied uh, but yet main, varied opinions, but still maintain a, res- a respectable and friendly atmosphere, I'd highly uh, a- encourage you to be a part of what we've got going on with our community on Discord. Special thanks to those who took play, took part in this week's Vessel Line. Big thank yous to John BT, Goonie, and Ace Black. Uh, enjoy the back and forth that we get in our community. Love the interaction. It just makes our show all the more fun to do. You guys are much appreciated uh, for taking part in our questions of the week in our Vessel Line. So, as I like to say, without uh, those who listen, partake in our in our Discord, we're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. And with that, that's going to bring episode 213 to a close. I want to thank you all for rocking out with us. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.K.A. the Cat Daddy, A.K.A. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, A.K.A. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm showing up 71, A.K.A. Digadulamite. Midnight Love, Purple Bling Bling, all that stuff, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next time, episode two and four for your ears. Peace.